to Histometer, a podcast from the Fort Worth Museum of Science and History. My name is Bethany Cuthbertson, and today I am here with LaShawn Spotted Bear and Christina Hardman. Hello, how are you today? We're great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Well, I know some of our listeners have met Miss LaShawn Spotted Bear, um, who is our um, director of science collection. Yes. Did I get it this time? That's oh, it. I always make sure I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, but Christina, could you tell us a little bit too about um, your position? Sure. I am the science collections manager. So basically that means um, I'm responsible for the care and upkeep of the science collections, um, making sure we know where everything is, making sure um, we store it appropriately. Nobody's doing anything with it that, you know, could bring harm to it in some way, but also um, kind of disseminating the collections Mm -hmm. throughout the museum or for museum school, um, different stuff like that. So we can use our collections in the museum. You always have a fun job. Yeah. I always love talking to collections. It's my favorite people to talk to. Uh, so I know today we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, a new exhibit that we have, which is uh, Life in One Cubic Foot. See, I got it that time. I got it right. Um, and then you have some, um, I guess, like you said, a love letter to to the exhibit that you can talk about as well with some of our collections in it. So can we start off with a little bit about the new exhibit that we have in, kind of what's in it? Sure. Um, We received this exhibit from the Smithsonian Sites Exhibition. Um, It's based on a book by David Schlitzweiger called A World in One Cubic Foot. So basically they've taken the concept in his photographs and produced it in a small exhibit called A Life in One Cubic Foot. Oh, cool. And it takes us on all kinds of tours around the world from coral reefs um, to cloud forests to tidal pools to Central Park and basically um, there's a tool that's called the BioCube. Mm-hmm. It's a foot by a foot by a foot. And they place it in the environment and then watch for 24 hours um, what interacts with the cube, actually what goes through it. And they record uh, different habitats, animals that traverse through it. And it's basically a sampling of the environment to see what kind of biodiversity is found there. Oh, that's cool. I know that I see that we have a, a, a cubic foot here, which is kind of cool. It looks like they've got it made out of... Uh is that it looks like a hanger wire is what it looks like to me <laughs> but is. i don't know if that's right so yeah we made it out of um air compressor pipe <laughs> and wire hangers um just because we found that was the easiest kind of like way for us to make one ourselves mm-hmm. which is basically the goal of the exhibit is to get people interested in the biodiversity around them mm-hmm. and hopefully to make their own cube and place their own cube and record the things that they see, whether it's in their backyard or their park or, you know, someplace nearby. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. My boys would really like something like that because then they'd get to like engineer their own cube and then take pictures, which their dad is a huge fan of. <laughs> so, you know. Absolutely. Uh, and you can also like not limit it to terrestrial. Like don't, you know, have to put oh, it yeah. just on the ground. You can put it in the water. Um, mm-hmm. I think also it's noted to put it in the air, like in a tree. And you can see oh, that's what, cool. yeah. what comes to visit. Yeah. Yeah, we um, we can eventually we can take a picture too of this and see about uploading a picture of it um, to the website because Abby, uh, one of our lovely marketing team, is developing a, a website for us. So you'll get to be able to find some pictures and different things that connect back to the podcast 
so we can put a picture up so you guys can kind of see what uh, the cubic square foot kind of looks like. And we can even see about giving you a list of materials to make one maybe at home. We can also, um, we also have a QR code if people Perfect. want to send us their pictures of what they've, when they've constructed their biocube, what they've found. And we'll put it on our slideshow in our, in the museum. So you can be a part of the exhibit. Look Absolutely. at that. That's so much fun. I always like having a, like a community uh, activity that goes along with our collection and, and to be, to feel a part, I guess, because mm-hmm. that's what we are. We're kind of a, what was it? A stakeholder of the community. Absolutely. So it always feels nice to be able to bring people back in. Um, so do you know, you can tell me a little bit about some of the images that are in the exhibit, the big exhibit. And then can you tell me what is in the niche that you guys have? That's kind of like a, I like to call it a footnote of, <laughs> of the big exhibit. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the images that you were in there? Sure. Um, so it does have a lot of insects, which are very interesting. Um, but then also reef, like oh, reef yeah. uh, biodiversity, and even like the midwater level in the ocean, which I mm-hmm. think is really interesting just because that's where you have, you know, it, midwater. When you say midwater, you actually mean deep ocean. Oh, that's cool. So that's like. Yeah. Area where you get things like anglerfish or things that are bioluminescent mm-hmm. in some ways, and um, a lot of the deep ocean animals that we don't really get to see because you know they require a highly pressurized environment. Um, so, what I really like is that this exhibit really highlights a lot of different species uh, from a yeah. lot of uh, different places. So, you well, it's nice to see too, like, um, like you mentioned, a lot of bugs. I like to see that things that interact in one small area mm-hmm. You're like oh well that crossing area and that crossing area like, oh, I didn't realize that those were even in the same realm of mm-hmm. being in the same area so that's really neat and they say that if you get um, like a high biodiversity so a lot of different animals that would conclude that it's a healthy environment yeah mm-hmm. whereas if you hardly see anything then it's very low yeah uh, and then maybe needs uh, you could maybe you could figure out why it's changed or why it's that way maybe it's mm-hmm. a shift in uh, climate mm-hmm. or um, maybe species are looking uh, for other homes or for food yeah. sources. So it's kind of interesting. It tells to you see. something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Scientists can use it too. That's kind of cool. So it's not just like an art piece. It's also a, a tool to use mm-hmm. for research. I like that. That's really cool. Yeah. You can see trends, you know, like if you, if you record the data, then you can see what's happened in the past, mm-hmm. compare it to what's happening now and maybe predict what might happen in the future. In the future oh, so. That's so neat. You'll have to ask We'll have to see if we can get a picture of this book too, because it's a really, it has a really nice um, cover. It's a beautiful, like a coffee table book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that. Are amazing, and there's some identification, and also, oh yeah, um, tells uh, the location of where these animals were found, and also uh, gives a approximate a measurement of them. So that's awesome. It's beautiful. Yeah. So you guys made a niche with our objects in it. Can you tell us a little bit about the niche that kind of and and how it, you kind of came up with the idea? You did because I really, really like what you guys did. Um, and I thought it was so cute and very creative and, and a good way to kind of bring out some of the things that are harder, not to, not to bring out, but harder mm-hmm. to see, mm-hmm. especially in the cases that they're in. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I, I'm going to take this because I know LaShawn will not brag on herself, but... No, um, she won't. <laughs> but it was a great effort. It was. I'm, I'm saying this because, like, she and I have actually known each other for a number of years. I, I before now, me being here now, I was here back when we were building the building and we worked together, but we've stayed in touch ever since. Um, and so I'm very happy to be working with her now again, but I just feel like it just, everything seems to click. Like we really brainstorm really well together. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we kind of bring out more of that creativity in each other. And so this was just literally just a brainstorm, like how can we focus on our local area, but also incorporate people to do this Mm -hmm. themselves. And so that's the basis of the niche, which is called backyard biodiversity. So it was, uh, you know, partly brainstorming and partly alliteration because of course that's (laughs) how we, education is all about alliteration when it comes to naming things. Yes. Mostly because Rebecca and I struggle a lot with naming things and that's just our (laughs) go-to. If we have an issue, we always go to collections because we're like, hey, Kayla, you are very good at um, puns. Yes. How about you help us name something? We used his help for zoology, zany zoology, but that's actually not what he came up with. It was more of a like, um, then I ended up one day with just a whole bunch of uh, animal puns after Rebecca found what she needed. And I just have a phone message chain with him and all the other history collection people. These like, great. Thanks so much for, and just can imagine them both saying her and Chrissy going, great. Thank you so much for adding me to this message. Cause now I have a chain of different animal ones that I did not need. But yeah. So yeah, we go alliteration too. I mean, it's like the go-to, um, but yeah. And then the other thing was we just really wanted, I think to like bring something, not that we don't have a lot of like bright and cheerful things, but in the museum, but we just wanted to like, add on to that. And mm-hmm. so the niche, which I hope everyone listening will come see, come look at it. Come look at it. The idea was to like to create this, um, kind of snapshot of a backyard. So that's why you have like the giant plates of grass mm-hmm. and then you have, um, all of the little types of insects that you might generally find. So cute by the in way. A backyard. I loved it. We saw the little paintings we're like, Oh, I really like, cause it's like a different like take. It's very, it's a little more modern. And then we realized that it was supposed to be blades of grass for and we're like, it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, that was just, we really just wanted to draw people into that um, idea of you can do this too. You can participate in this too. Tell us what you found. Like we showcase the cube so Mm -hmm. people can build their own cube, hopefully. And like the tools that they might use to Mm -hmm. observe what's in their backyard. Um, And then we even went so far like dug down deep to kind of showcase these are just pictures obviously not actual ones but just um, microscopic organisms mm-hmm. that might be found in soil or groundwater yeah um, just to show people that like it can go beyond like the tree to mm-hmm. the bird to the bug all the way to just things that you can't, can't see, see with mm-hmm. the naked eye um, so that was really like what I don't know luckily it all kind of gelled together really well and we worked together really well so I think that has a lot to do with um you know any project yeah you know oh yeah I think it's 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 very hard to make a project work and go 
come together, I guess, as seamlessly as it seemed to have. If, if you don't have a team that you can like just, have, I guess even just support from a team member is, is such a big deal. But being able to like feed off of each other. Yeah. It's the easy, it's makes things so much smoother. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the niche is the micro, the, the magnifying glasses. Oh yeah. I remember walking in and I see LaShawn and she's like, can you see this through the magnifying glass? I was like, I can see it. I'm, I, is, am I supposed to not be able to see it in the magnifying glass? And she goes, no, no, no. We're trying to make this happen. And I was like, I think it works. I like it a lot. It came together really well. I really liked it. It was, it was something that I don't think I've seen done, at least in, I guess I've seen it done in like, um, like they have like, uh, uh, microscopes and things mm-hmm. on tables and things, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen somebody use the magnifying glass as a tool to kind of bring it out to the public through a window. Yeah. So that to me was really, I liked it a lot. I'm just bragging on, on, on science collection right now. Actually, you should come see it. Well, and I have to say, like, just to throw this in there for people who don't know a lot about what it takes to put an exhibit together, that probably was the part that made me sweat the most, mm-hmm. was getting those, figuring out how we were going to mount the magnifying glasses, but then just getting them up there because as, um, other, other collections, people will tell you, you just never know what's going to happen with an install. You can have best laid plans (laughs) and then you get to like, you know, the finish line and something doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was the part I think that we were both really wanting it to work. Um, and luckily we, at the last minute, we found like a right angle tool that would have been impossible to do without. And things just kind of came together. So I think that <laughs> I love hearing too, the kind of tools that you guys come up with. I know that the last one that, uh, the weapon rings that Caleb had to go through, he's like, we've got to find something to mount that spear. Mm-hmm. He has a spear on. Um, and he found a necklace like hanger. Yeah. So like all the tools that you kind of come up with and it, you all just kind of stumble on certain things that just kind of work mm-hmm. perfectly and seamlessly with what you need. And it always, it, it's, it's always so fun to see how your minds work. Cause I don't know that I think like that. And so like to see you guys come up with, Oh, Oh, we could use it this way. is always, uh, at least for my end, entertaining to see. I it's like fun that. to problem solve like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. You have to like, be what do I have available it. and you know, how could this be used or, or what could I find? Yeah. That yeah. Would, and I, you know, we were talking about this the other day is just, it's literally all about like, how do we create the magic? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we put this up there? So it doesn't really look like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. attached to anything or it doesn't really, seem like you see a bunch of stuff holding it up. Yeah. It's just there. And so that's always the challenge. I like too that it's very interactive in a way, like in a way that the niches can be really hard and challenging to find a way to make things, the objects that we put in there in any sort, any form, because it's it's basically a window. Mm-hmm. Like and everything's behind the window. It's very hard to make it interactive. So like the way that you, you guys were able to come up with it and make it interactive was, was really cool. And so I really like, um, I've been bragging on it. like Sean and Christina made these, these <laughs> magnifying glasses and they hung them on the walls and it's the coolest thing ever. Uh, so yeah, I just thought that was really neat. Cause it just makes it more, it, it's, I am a nerd. So I love going and looking at, 
collections and, and things. So to me, but like, because we have a heavy audience that is, um, young families with children, um, it, it makes it nice to kind of bring it where like the parents and to the, and our older audience can also enjoy along with the little ones because they're interacting in some way. So I, I like that a lot. Um, so yeah, but do you guys have a favorite, I can start with a favorite object. Uh, we can start with the favorite object um, that you guys got to put out. Do you have a favorite thing that you're like, I'm so excited to be able to put this out? I kind of like the monarch because um, oh, they because of their migration patterns and people will probably um, recognize that right away. And it's just neat to see that we, you know, we, we are a collector. So you've got a lot of our insects out, but I like the monarch. That's fun yeah. that we get to kind of bring our insects out because we have a lot of them and you mm -hmm. guys have been able to bring out more. I, we bring them out for programming a lot. I know that we do, but I don't think that we've had them on display very much in the last at least Sometimes it's tricky years. to yeah. display them because they're pretty delicate. Yeah. They have to be cared for in such uh, in certain a, ways. A way. yeah. 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 Do you have a favorite thing that you put out? I, I have to say I love it all. But if I had to pick <laughs> one thing, yeah, to be perfectly honest, it's the cube. Just because <laughs> I spent a lot of time and just trying to figure out how we were even going to make it. So at first I tried some stuff and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. And then LaShawn was like, well, why don't we try this instead? And so we tried some different, you know, materials or, you know, some of the some of the kind of ideas about how to build the cube were a little, they weren't very cost effective. Yeah. And we didn't really want to put that out there because we want everybody to obviously to be able, be able to, do to, do to do it. Yeah. Um, and so luckily she knew of like the supplier that sold this, um, compressed air tubing. And then we thought of just like cutting up some wire hangers. And so it, I literally got to sit at my desk and like <laughs> cut up wire hangers and problem solve, like how to craft this day. all. Yes. <laughs> like fit all of this together. Um, and I love a puzzle. Yeah. So it was, I, I enjoyed that. Plus, you know, once it was done, just literally bringing it to people, we would take it it's like the to satisfaction a, too. a meeting or something. Yes. Yeah. And people would be like, Oh my gosh. I mean, it's literally <laughs> just a cube, but at the same time, it's so much more than that. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. so I really, I liked, I don't know. I think that was my favorite part of it. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, what do you have a favorite, like, uh, I was going to say memory or something that happened that you enjoyed, like, um, like something that you weren't expecting and had to like make through, but I guess the cube is kind of one of the things. I think the, like, uh, like in the medical exhibit, they found all the teeth or like they fell out of the dental cabinet. Oh. <laughs> they found all these teeth in the dental cabinet oh. or like things like that. Like I always like interesting cause there's always something that happens when you're going through and developing the exhibit. Um, I was, so we installed this right before spring break and I actually yeah. went out of town <laughs> and then subsequently had several nightmares while I was gone that stuff went oh, no. wrong while I was gone. Like, so I kept texting LaShawn. I was like, is everything still on the wall? Is everything still on the wall? And luckily everything is still yeah, on the wall. But, um, I was a little bit nervous about that, but thus far, I don't think we had anything that was, you know, unfortunate happen, I would say that I 
you know, the, so the background is what people have been so kind of like excited about, Ooh, wow, yeah. um, which I love and I love that people can tell what it is. Um, but I think when we came up with the concept, I think we were, you know, it was very exciting. Yeah. But then when it came to putting it on the wall, I regretted it about halfway through because I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to be painting for the rest That's of my, my life. life. <laughs> it's never ending. <laughs> well, I, that's one of the reasons I was like, I was like, so, um, I guess, especially for those of us who've painted a wall before, we're like, Oh, we know how much time it took because you had to like line the grass just right with painter's tape and then you have to wait for it to dry and mm -hmm. then you have to do it again and mm -hmm. then you have to wait for it to dry and I can't imagine how many hours that took. Yeah, it yeah. was a, you know, and we, you know, just to, I am not, I am not an artist per se. Like I can't freehand paint mm -hmm. like a picture. So we did use, um, a projector, but mm -hmm. you know, you gotta yeah. project it, then you've got to trace it, then you've yep. got to tape it and then you've got to yep. paint it and untape it and retape on the other side. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, but I would be using a projector as well. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So, um, how long will this, uh, will the exhibit be on display and then how long will, I guess, are the niches coming down as well when the display, when the exhibit is gone or? So the exhibit will be here until June, June 11th. 11th. So it'll okay. be Sunday. It'll be the last day, um, June 11th. Cool. Um, and I hope to keep the bio cube or the backyard biodiversity yeah. up through the summer mm -hmm. and that way um, even though the exhibit is gone we can we can still have some citizen science where people can still participate and yeah. just slow down and take a look at what's in your local park or backyard with the bio cube and make observations and discoveries of what's in their yard and send them to us and hopefully give us an opportunity to maybe like put some new you know specimens in their other backyard stuff that we just mm -hmm. yeah we didn't have at the end of the day, it's always like, oh, I want to put all of these things in there. And, and they don't have enough room. They don't have room. a way to put them out. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about the, the new exhibit and the niche. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we, before we shut down? I don't know. Just um, come to Maisie. There's yeah, lots of cool museum. stuff to see. <laughs> right. um, we're about to actually put in two more niches. Mm -hmm. um, one will focus on eco regions in mm -hmm. Texas. Oh, cool. Um, which is all another kind of aspect of biodiversity yeah. um, and how it occurs differently in different areas. Mm -hmm. um, so that should kind of go a little bit with that. And then we're going to install um, a mountain lion that was very generously given oh, to a us. new one. Yes. yes. Yeah. So we hope to showcase him. Um, we affectionately call him Hodges. I was going to ask you, does he have a name? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so in the next couple weeks, we hope to have all of that up. Mm -hmm. So more, more cool stuff to look at. Yeah. Yeah. I love it when we get new exhibits. It's always fun. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, and thank you listeners for listening to our episode on one cubic foot or our life in a cubic foot. See, I knew I was going to get it wrong one time. <laughs> life in a cubic foot. Um, 
Um, and just so our listeners know, we do have uh, events coming up in April. We have April 1st is going to be Play On. It's all about today, all about play. And then April 22nd is Earth Day. So we will have um, a lot of fun stuff coming out for that too. So keep an eye out on our website and also uh, look out for the new webpage for our podcast with um, resources and different links to different episodes and all that. So thanks so much and have a great day. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.